Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelly keeps you in the Jersey no. And welcome to Thursday night in New Jersey, Steve Trevelis. You and me till 11 o'clock tonight with so much to talk about, but so much to talk about what we heard in the last hour. What a great job with the town hall. Our own Eric Scott is here. Uh, thanks for hanging out, my friend. Oh, my pleasure. Man, uh, it really was. It was informative. It was well put together. It was well done. Did you ever think you'd see the day when you'd be doing this topic on a town hall in New Jersey? Well, you know, it was it was at the request of listeners. I mean, that's really what it boiled down to. Um, for those that don't know, I write a column on New Jersey 101.5 at nj1015.com called Asked and Answered. And one of the columns I did was kind of spurred by the number of people that were asking questions about New Jersey's gun laws after changes by the Supreme Court and actions by the legislature and executive actions by Governor Murphy. So we started putting all of that together and, you know, out of the column kind of came this show because then there were questions about, well, what about this and what about that? Um, and I thought it was important to do that show and not just another debate over whether, you know, the Jersey gun laws are good or bad or too weak that. or not strong. I mean, it, the, the bottom line, and I think I said this at the start of the show, is you do have a legal right to purchase possess and use a firearm in the state of New Jersey. But the laws are expansive and confusing, and there is no training requirement right now. Basically, like, okay, we approved you. Here's your gun. Good luck. And if you don't know what you are allowed to, and more importantly, what you are not allowed to do with that firearm, you can find yourself in some pretty significant trouble. And you know what? Reasonable seems to be the word, the key word on the thing. Is there reasonable? Yeah. And who determines what is reasonable, which keeps us in that gray area? Yeah, it, it is. You know, the, the, the least gray of the areas is you using deadly force with a firearm to defend yourself within the confines of your home. If somebody is in your home... Most of the legal experts that I talked to for my column and that we talked to in prep for this show agree that there is a reasonable assumption that that individual intends to do you severe bodily harm that could result in severe injury or death. And therefore, you know, you can meet them with deadly force. Beyond that, you are most likely going to face criminal charges if you discharge a firearm outside of the confines of your home. There's just not much way or any way to avoid that. Any incident, even as we you know, heard our folks say tonight, even if investigating officers come to the scene and you've shot and killed somebody that has broken into your home and they justify that as that quote-unquote good shoot, there is going to be an investigation. And you still potentially could face 
charges. Bob Bianchi, our former prosecutor tonight, made that point over and over again. Because there are gray areas, it is going to be different if the incident happens in Cumberland County versus Ocean or Monmouth County versus Bergen or Sussex versus Atlantic. So it may be the exact same circumstances. One county prosecutor may bring charges, the other one may not. And then with a concealed carry permit and more people carrying weapons, discharging that weapon, either in the defense of yourself or others in public, is also likely to subject you to potential criminal charges. And then we go to Danny Graber, who you know is just, what a fantastic guy and so much experience, one of the foremost firearms trainers, certainly in New Jersey, if not the nation, um, making that point over and over again, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Exactly. You know, and now with the next step, more and more people are going to be applying for concealed carry permits. Right. Uh, why Why can't there be uniform law all across New Jersey? Why does it have to differ in every county? Well, because you have prosecutorial discretion, right? So yeah. every prosecutor of every county um, has the right to conduct an investigation the way they see fit. And because each prosecutor may look at a set of facts differently, one prosecutor may look at that and say, that's reasonable, no charges are necessary. Another prosecutor may look at that and say, I don't think that is reasonable, we are going to charge. Now, you know, there are instances, and, and look, now you're going before a judge, you potentially could go to a trial um, as Prosecutor Bianchi had, had pointed out, you're going to have 12 individuals that are going to sit in judgment on this and a judge that may also have different views and interpretations of the law, um, which is why, you know, you want to avoid those circumstances at at all costs. And, you know, I, I also made the point and the guys agreed We've all seen the Facebook and YouTube videos of some guy who's just walking down the street um, with a firearm trying to provoke an altercation with police so that he can demonstrate how he knows the gun laws better than the police officer. Why would you do that? Because they're on YouTube. Right. Exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. right. they're on YouTube right. and but, they want to you know, be an influencer. You, I, I, all of our experts had suggested just because you legally may be able to walk all around your property outside with a firearm strapped to your hip, probably not a smart idea to do that because somebody's going to call the police. The police are going to have to respond because there's been a report of a weapon in right. public. And now, you know, what happens out of that? You are perfectly justified. Legally, you can. But should you? No, it's a whole other story. You know, and it's, it's just and, like, should you buy a gun and not be trained in how to use it? Well, and that is the other thing. You know, New Jersey is among, you know, a handful of states that has no training requirement. Now, if you apply for a concealed carry permit, there is a training requirement to that. Um, but why wouldn't you go and get trained? Um, you know, and I made the disclaimer at the top of the show. I am a licensed gun owner in New Jersey. Um and, you know, I, I have taken training, but I haven't taken a training course in a long time. Um, watching Danny and watching some of his videos and looking at, at the way he trains, I want to go take that course. And when I take the course, I will, uh, you know, I'm going to write about it. But, um, you know, it's you have an obligation, even if not a legal requirement, you have an obligation as a legal gun owner 
to know how to use that weapon. Because if you are ever called upon to use it, that training is what's going to make the difference when you're being forced to make a split-second decision and a split-second life-or-death decision. And that's the big thing. You know, you get your gun, and you have to be ready to use it if you're going to have a gun. This, this must cross your mind every time you're in touch with your weapon. That You know, you're in a situation that if you ever have to use that gun, would you use it? And, if you, you know, and you're going to have to. Because if that split second could cost you your life if the other guy's using his. Well, I, I mean, look, and, and that's it's the start of the, the program. You know, you, you, we started with, okay, so you want a gun. What do you want it for? Um, my guns have never been for personal protection. They've all been for sport. They've been for sport shooting. and not hunting, but target practice and, and things like that. So my gun isn't even accessible in my home to use as a self-defense weapon. Why? I had young children in the house. It was a personal decision that I made. I wasn't going to do that. Um, you know, it's so that's that. And there are a lot of legal gun owners in New Jersey where that is the case, you know, and whether you think that's right or whether you think that's wrong or that's that's, again, not up for debate. That's my personal choice. Um, but, you know, there are others who do. They want to keep it on the nightstand. OK, well, if you're going to do that, you better know how to use it. Exactly. Exactly. You did a great job once again. And uh, look forward to next month. That's Eric Scott. And we'll keep the conversation going. 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about the gun laws in New Jersey, the concealed carry laws in New Jersey? Have you applied? Uh, what are you expecting from it? 1-800-283-101.5. Here's New Jersey 101.5. Fast track. Fish. You're going to win $30,000 on NJ1015.com. What would you do with $30,000? You make those dreams come true. Listen, weekdays at the start, every hour, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for Jersey Cash Code. Enter in our app for a chance to win $30,000. Details and rules are on NJ1015.com. Thanks to our sponsors, Yoka Dealerships. Experience the difference with 40 locations, 25 brands, 10 collision centers in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Got big dreams, we got big money. The $30,000 Jersey Cash Code Contest on New Jersey 101.5. And by the way, visit Pet Center in the shops at Oldbridge on Route 9 or at Pet center nj.com today all right did you ever think we would be living in 2023 new jersey with the gun laws being the way they are now where people can apply for cash and carry per cash and carry for conceal and carry permits easier uh thanks to a supreme court ruling how do you feel about living in a state where people could be concealing weapons i have no problem i love it i feel safer because the bad guys are the ones with the guns right now so if good guys are carrying guns, and I don't know about it, if there is a problem, if there's a situation, who knows? My life could be saved by somebody carrying a gun that I didn't know had a gun. If there's a situation where somebody was going to think of bringing a gun to a place where there was a crowd of people, and they had to think, oh my God, there may be somebody in there carrying a gun who's better with theirs than I am with mine. Or maybe somebody could actually shoot back as opposed to just fish in a barrel when no one can carry guns but the bad guys. That's my opinion. What's your opinion? 1-800-283-101.5. Does it worry you? Does it make you feel safer? Uh, and also, with what we just heard, what have you learned about buying a gun in New Jersey and possessing a gun in New Jersey? Does it make you want to do it? Let's go to Justin in Jackson on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Justin. Hey, how's it going? Good. How about you? 
Good, good. All right, first time caller, long time listener. Love you guys. Great job on the town hall, everybody. He's fantastic. Eric does a great job with this. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm someone who was I was in the military, so I was stationed in a different state. Right. Because I lived in a different state, every time I apply for a purchase permit or permit to carry, I have to go through the mental health background check of the other state. So, and Washington has already taken well over a month. It could take I've read up online up to five, six months. So every time I go to purchase a weapon or get a purchase permit, which you have to renew every few years, I have to wait many months. And you've been through the military, right? You yeah, figured yeah, that would help you out in that area. You shouldn't have to wait that long. Nope, not at all. But uh, that the military has no factor in New Jersey uh, gun laws at all, unfortunately. We got to remember there are people in New Jersey still don't want New Jerseyans to have guns. So, you know, they just make the process all that much slower. But, yeah, that, that in some towns, uh, the permits come faster than they do, you know, in other towns. Counties have different ways of ruling, uh, of ruling on things. So, yeah, they should make it all universal. Justin, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Let's get John and Clark on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, John. Hi. How you doing, guys? I really appreciate this uh, talk uh, because... Uh, uh, I've called in a few times to talk to Dennis and Judy, and they, they know me. And um, there's 27 states in the United States that you don't need a permit for. And I just got my concealed carry recently. And what uh, bothers me is um, they put in the paper that the people, like you took the words out of my mouth when you said about uh, how the good gun is the gun that you want to be near. Right. And they put... They put 20, over 20 um, places where the good gun can't be carried. And that really ticked me off because that's like giving the bad guy a menu of where he can go and he'll be safe that he can do what he wants to do and not worry about a good gun in there protecting the people that uh, he's going after. And I feel that with these schools, they should either have retired police officers because I was in law enforcement uh, years ago. And um, if they would put a retired police officer or, or someone in these schools, I think um, that, you know, the, the bad guy would uh, learn, would learn, you know, not to go in these places. Or just put and, a police officer in there. Right. Or just put a, you know, put a military guy in there, put somebody in there who's trained in what, you know, a, a weapons person who can do it. I, I, you know, I know it doesn't have to be a retired police officer. I wouldn't mind having an active police officer in there as well. You know, uh, you're talking about kids. What could be more important than our children? You know, John, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. And, and originally there were, uh, Murphy came out with uh, where you can't carry the gun. And eventually the uh, judge ruled, no, you can't do that. Uh, Greg is in Freehold on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Greg. Hey, Steve. It was a great program uh, with Eric. Really was. Yes. Yeah, and you know, I, I do not own a weapon. I never have. I... I want to. I'm interested in, in owning one and carrying concealed, but the laws are so complex and the costs so high in dollars and the cost if you inadvertently break one of the laws, you can go to jail for five years for just having the wrong ammunition or, you know, if you get pulled over in a school zone, you happen to have your gun with you, then you're breaking laws there even though you didn't mean to. And, you know, the prosecutors don't care. You heard the guys say that they will prosecute and, you know, it doesn't matter that you're otherwise a, a perfect citizen and you didn't mean to hurt. You, know, you weren't even weren't trying to do anything. 
they will prosecute you because you broke the letter of the law. And in this state, the the liberals that run this state, they hate guns on an ideological basis. They think guns are evil. And, and they're stuck with them now. Right. But they still want to make it. I mean, you saw when Murphy first came out with his laws about concealed carry, you could carry anywhere outside the house except for 99% of the state. Exactly. But then a judge said you can't do that. He overturned that. Right. But the, the problem is it all has to go through the courts. So, you know, they're knocking down parts of Murphy's law one at a time. It, he still and all the liberals still want guns to be illegal the way it used to be. So they 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 make the penalties so high and there's so much gray area that and the prosecutors are ideologically driven as well. So they'll gladly put an honest law abiding citizen in jail for 10 years with a you know, for carrying a gun in the wrong place just to send a message to the rest of the, the people because they are ideologically driven and they hate guns no matter who's carrying them unless it's the cops. Okay, but the law is the law. And as we all get comfortable living in this new world, hopefully that will relax, you know? Uh, same thing, Christy hated marijuana, had to live with it. Now marijuana is legal. You know, we all have to relax. And concealed carry in New Jersey is now easier. So we all have to learn to live with it. Again, you know, I prefer it. I feel safer if I'm in a room full of people and other people have guns uh, concealed. I have no problem with it. Again, it makes me feel safer because at least there may be one guy in the room who's a responsible gun owner should there be a problem. Who can fight back like that Indiana mall shooter? I mean, he said that guy must have saved... 50 lives and he was just like something like 22 year old civilian mm -hmm. and he took out a mall shooter when in 15 seconds he put that guy down sent him straight to hell and he must have saved 50 lives because by the time the cops got would have gotten there would have been at least 10 12 14 minutes and that guy could have just unloaded and killed everyone around him it would have been 50 people or more all right greg thanks for the call to new jersey 101.5 1-800-283-101.5 your thoughts on the town hall how do you feel about the new jersey gun laws uh are you on board with conceal and carry in new jersey here's fast traffic 101.5 whether brought to you by the council on compulsive gambling of new jersey suffering with a gambling disorder or have a loved one who is struggling don't waste another day call 800 gambler now they have representatives to assist you 24 7 Call 800-GAMBLER or visit 800GAMBLER.ORG. Fantastic town hall on guns. Eric Scott and uh, the Band of Renown. We got uh, questions coming in, uh, one on the app. You can go to our Facebook page. You can see the rewind. You go to nj1015.com and get everything you need to know. I'm not the expert. Uh, but I do want to talk to you about your thoughts on uh, the gun laws in New Jersey, the concealed carry laws in New Jersey. How do you feel about it? Do you feel better? that they're easier, that we have them now? Or do you feel worse? Does it make you afraid to walk into a room and not know who's got a gun and who doesn't have a gun? Or does it make you feel safer? If you have a concealed carry permit, have you gone through the entire process of understanding what it is you've got, what that gun is about, how to use that gun, when to use that gun? And I'd love to hear from anyone who has a permit that's ever had to use their gun have you ever had to use your gun, not so much for hunting, but in self-defense? Or, you know, you're walking down the street, you've got, did you ever have to pull it out? Whether or not you fired it, I'd love to know your situation. I'd love to, know, I'd love to hear the story. Lisa is in Clark on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Lisa. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? 
I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. All right. I'm a hunter. Right. And I, I own like about six handguns. Right. I I definitely feel safer if there's people that are licensed who can carry their guns because, God forbid, something happens one of those people can jump in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so it makes me feel much safer because I know as a gun owner, I know that every every bullet is something that I, I owe every bullet. You know what I mean? Like that's that's my bullet. You know, if I if I kill someone, I'm responsible for that. So I don't think a gun owner will just go and kill people. Usually the people that kill people are people that don't go through the process. They have them illegally. You know, they have them illegally for, with the express purpose of doing harm to people. I get that. And that's why, you know, in a world where we see more and more of that, it would be good to know that we can level the playing field by having responsible gun owners in the situation, in the room. I, I just wish the politicians would understand that, at least the ones that want to take away our guns, because I don't think they get it. No, because they have security details. You want to get the politicians to get it. Take away their security details, right? Now, now we really want to level the playing field. You know, take away their security details so that now, you know, uh, they have to worry about who's protecting them. Exactly. Well, Lisa, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Seriously. You know, but how do you feel? Are you, have you applied for a, a concealed carry permit? And, uh... Are you worried there'll be more people in New Jersey carrying? What are your thoughts on it? Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. And as far as the uh, protecting our schools, you know, Andrew's in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. Andrew, what are you thinking? Hey, man, I'm told, I wanted to tell a joke. I mean, I can't do that. That's not, not cool. So we'll save that joke for another day. So, you know, I totally agree that, uh, that uh, they, they ought to have the armed officer, retired officer, ex-military person training that knows how to use, you know, at the schools, whether it be high school only or only or even elementary school, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, again, I wouldn't have a problem, Andrew, thanks for the call. I wouldn't have a problem if it were, you know, if it were retired or active. What a great place. To have people protecting, since we have people, we have cops at the DMV, we have cops, you know, at the uh, banks. Why don't we have cops at the schools? Isn't that just an easy thing? 1-800-283-101.5. But as far as the uh, concealed carry permits, you know, they're overloaded now in New Jersey. Uh, some counties are getting them out faster than others. So I'm wondering, like, what are your thoughts Especially after what we just heard with the town hall. I can't answer any specific questions about the gun laws in New Jersey. But now that more and more people are going to be having guns in New Jersey, does this worry you or does this make you feel better? Does it make you feel safer? 1-800-283-101.5. And uh, if you have a gun, if you have a concealed carry permit, did you ever have to draw your gun? Were you ever in a situation where you had to pull your, you know, you had to pull your gun out? Did you ever have to use it? 1-800-283-101.5. And also, I've got, uh, we got leftover tickets last night. Uh, we got those $50 gift cards. Can you uh, get me the $50 gift cards? And uh, Al's Airport Lounge in Ewing, right? So, the be is it Al's Airport Lounge? 
Who is it? Who's air, whose airport lounge is it? I got I got to remember, right? Uh, somebody's airport lounge. Hold on. Who's airport $50 lounge? $50 gift cards to Al's Airport Inn. Oh, in Al's Airport Inn in New Jersey. In New oh, Lake. the inn, not the lounge. Don't confuse the two. All right. $50 gift cards to Al's Airport Inn in New Jersey. Uh, give me the best story. If you've ever had to, uh, you know, had a concealed carry and you ever had to pull your gun, have you ever had to do it? 1-800-283-101.5. What was the situation? Have you ever had a gun pointed at you? 1-800-283-101.5. Best story will get a, uh, will get a gift card. Because after, after, after being that nervous, you need to relax. Right. 1-800-283-101.5 is the deal. I'm Steve Trevelis. And spring is finally here. You're back outside doing what you love the most. Is pain holding you back? Don't you want to enjoy a life without pain? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed. Same-day appointments. Fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977. Or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall, so you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's Trinity-Rehab.com. New Jersey, 101.5. It's 420 today. We'll talk about that in the next hour. Uh, meanwhile, I got these uh, I got these passes here. $50 gift card to Al's Airport Inn in Ewing. Come to Al's Airport Inn every Saturday or Sunday to check out their acoustic brunch from 1230 to 330 p.m. Visit com for events, menus, hours of operations. Talking about guns in New Jersey. More and more people are going to be able to get those concealed carry permits. How does that make you feel? Are you worried or are you relieved? 1-800-283-101.5. If you have a concealed carry, have you ever had been in a situation where you had to pull your gun? I want to hear your story. Goodwin gets the uh, $50 gift card. Zach is in Brick on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Zach. Hey, how are we doing today? Good. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. I was just, uh, just thinking I just got my firearms permit, got a nice uh, handgun, applying for the carry permit. Um, but just a comment, I mean, I think it's great. You know, if everybody, it's, it's pretty strict to, uh, you know, acquire the permit. Um, so How long did it take you to get it? I didn't get mine yet. I'm just, uh, I'm just applying now. Right. But um, I think it's great. And, you know, the last thing I think that's, you know, needed here is gun free. Where are you going to go if you're going to cause a problem? gun-free zone exactly why do people not get this i mean it is so simple how do they not see this and especially when it comes to security like mm. you know, the guy if he's trained why can't he have a gun you're the first place you're going to go is the most vulnerable if you're bad and just look at chicago some of the, some of the craziest gun laws and it's it's california everything it doesn't stop anything somebody with the motive and the intent they're going to do it, and you're not going to know, and they're going to do it illegally, and at the end of the day, it's done. It's over. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, you're, you're a lot less likely to do something 
when you're starting to think and question who's around you and what they have. So sure. I, th- I think it's it, it's something that's necessary for the safety of uh, everybody. The yeah. last thing I want is nobody in the area to have a gun. And, uh, you know, God forbid something happens. But we're not going to get to that point. You know, if we only could be at the point where nobody in the area have a gun. The reason oh. is because somebody in the area does have a gun, and that's why. Who are you going to call? Yeah, everybody's... Yeah. Everybody's against guns until you call somebody who's got one. Yeah, and so, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And also, you have to make sure that you're trained, and when you get that gun, you know what you're doing. One hundred percent. And you know they are they are very strict with uh, requirements. You got to know the right people. On paper, they got to sign off on it. And you know, the the test at the range is it's not easy, mm. but. Uh, that's exactly what you want. You don't want people running around here that aren't trained, proficient. You want you want veterans that know what they're doing. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Once you get your permit, would you ever be in a situation, would you ever see yourself using the gun for self-defense? I would never. If it would come out, it would only be at a time when it was absolutely necessary and going to be used. But the majority of time, I mean, just it's a split-second decision. I mean, once you take it out, you know, you, no, no, you now cross the line. Well, yeah, and they cross the line in yeah. order for me to cross that line. And hopefully just that motion and them, you know, seeing that it's happening is enough for everything to stop. But, uh, you know, when, when you do pull it out, you, you got to make that call. You got to make the call and let, you know, law enforcement know what's going on. And, and be prepared happens. to use it. Yeah, I mean, it's no... it's. Every, everybody likes to talk about it and act tough, but if you pull that thing out, it's uh, now it's not only a gun on your side. If they're good, now there's a gun in the fight. You drop it, if they get it from you, you, yeah. know, you, just, brought a gun, you just brought a gun into the fight. So it's no joke. No. Especially if you got kids and stuff like that. It's, uh, it's, it's serious, and it's the worst thing possible. But if it means protecting my family and people around me, hey. Yeah, you're right. Peter's in Lawrence on New Jersey 101.5. Hello, Peter. Hello, Stephen. You should know how I feel about this topic. But why not call and tell me anyway? I think it's illogical. I think it's a danger. Right. I think it's a poor choice of resources. How is it a poor choice of resources? If you've ever had a gun pointed at you like I have when I was young, taking home a dishwasher in Trenton and reporting it to a retired officer who's now in another state. It is not funny. No, but if someone's pointing a gun at you and there are other people around who have guns, perhaps they could help you. If someone's pointing a gun at you and there's nobody around who has guns, then you are at a disadvantage. I think it's a threat. Of course. And well, I, like I said, I if other people... A gun in any place I own or any place I live. Yeah, but again, the problem is as long as, you know, the good guys are the ones that are going to ask, the bad guys are the ones that are going to just bring them. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. That's pretty much the problem. 
1-800-283-101.5. Attention, New Jersey. East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows is excited to announce the 2023 New Jersey Economic Relief Rebate Program. For a limited time, when you hire East Coast, you will get last year's pricing. No money or interest due for 12 months and a rebate check when your project is completed. That's up to 19% in rebates. That's right. You can get paid to complete your project. This program is only available through East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows as New Jersey's most trusted home improvement contractor since 1979. They have been proudly serving New Jersey's local communities, and this is more one more way they will give back. So do what I did when I needed windows. Go to eastcoastroofing.com, schedule your free consultation. Don't wait to take advantage of the 2023 New Jersey Economic Relief Rebate Program. Schedule that free consultation today at eastcoastroofing.com. Jersey Radio. This is an awesome topic. New Jersey 101.5. Never get you through the all right. It's all right. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Whatever gets you through the night. It'll be me till 11 o'clock. And uh, this is 420. This is the day. If you're, a, if you're a pothead, if you're at the weed, this is your day. Where did it come from? How did, how did 420 begin? For those of you that don't know, uh, 420, according to Time Magazine, can be traced to 1971. When a group of students, five students at San Rafael High School in Marin County, California, began meeting at 420 to smoke marijuana. The actual numbers 420 don't have much symbolic significance, time reported in 2016, but uh, that's where it actually came from. Uh, 420, of course, is also known as Weed Day in some circles because it corresponds to the numerical code for marijuana. Uh, and there are all kinds of stories about it. So on this day, and if you go to uh, 420 Fest, the 420 Festival in Atlantic City, uh, my buddy Dan Trainer was on and uh, all kinds of bands, all kinds of fun was taking place down Atlantic City. I wrote the post for NJ1015.com and uh, we got over a 100,000 page views on this. That's how popular the 420 Fest was. I hope it went off well. I hope everybody had a grand old time. And uh, what I want to know, there were vendors, there were free samples. Did you ever think you'd see the day when you would walk around New Jersey and somebody would be giving you free samples of edibles? It happened today in Atlantic City, the third annual Northstep 420 Fest. Uh, so what I want to do this hour... Uh, we have recreational marijuana in New Jersey. Let's uh, let's talk weed. Let's talk weed. Couple of things. Give me your best weed story. The first time you got stoned, or your best I got stoned story. What did you do? How crazy was it? What happened around you? Give, give me give me the details. The story you have told a billion times. The best one gets a fifty dollar gift card to Al's Airport Inn in Ewing. Come to Al's Airport Inn every Saturday and Sunday to check out their acoustic brunch from twelve thirty to three thirty. Visit alsairportinn.com for events, menus, hours of operation. So give me your best weed story. Tell me about the first time. The first time you got high. What was it like? What do you remember about it? Or if not the first time, give me the best time. Your greatest experience getting high. I'll hook you up. Best story gets the, uh, gets the gift card. This way, next time you get hungry, you can go to Al's and uh, imbibe and enjoy. Uh, but also, do you prefer, you know, do you go to the dispensary or are you still using your guy? What's the difference? What is the market like? 
You know, has your guy uh, basically been more reliable? Is it expensive at the dispensary? I don't get high. I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. I could count on, like, my right hand the amount of times I got high. Uh, but that doesn't mean I'm against it. I just want to hear the stories. 1-800-283-101.5. As a matter of fact, I support it. The patron saint of the Steve Trevely show, uh, Bill Hicks, was all about legalized marijuana. Why is marijuana against the law? It grows naturally upon our planet. Doesn't the idea of making nature against the law seem to you a bit paranoid? Grows everywhere, serves a thousand different functions, all of them positive. To make marijuana against the law is like saying God made a mistake. You know what I mean? It's like God on the seventh day looked down at his creation. There it is, my creation, perfect and holy in all ways. Now I can rest. <laughs> oh my me. I left hot everywhere. I leave pot everywhere. That's going to give humans the impression they're supposed to use it. Now I have to create Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> and God wept. God wept. <laughs> 1-800-283-101.5. Some more questions. Let's talk weed. Tell me, where, where's the best place you go for munchies? When you want, when you're hungry. And how the hell could they not allow munchies in the marijuana lounges that are going to be opening up across New Jersey? How friggin' stupid is that? Right? They're going to allow dispensaries to have marijuana lounges where you can sit and enjoy your weed, but you can only bring food or have it delivered. They can't serve you food. They could basically save the restaurant industry with this, but, but I digress. Jared is on 287 on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jared. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Happy 420. Another, oh, you have no idea. <laughs> tell me. Tell me. Uh, the, the funniest time I've ever smoked weed, it was probably the last time I smoked weed. Right. It was my first ever New York Yankees game. Okay. I, it was like for my 21st birthday, right. I was half in a bag, if not all in a bag. And I got this weird skunk smell, and I'm looking around, I'm like, did somebody fart? Like, I, I had no idea what the smell was. I know. It's like a skunk. When did that happen? Exactly. I took around this guy. Uh, he was like, I, he had to be like 16 or 17. Right. I turned to the right. I'm like, what are you smoking? He's like, I got a pot. I'm like, well, you got to stand with the whole group. And literally my entire friend group of four people smoked this one blunt right. that this guy had. And by the seventh inning, I think we had two buckets of chicken fingers and fries. <laughs> It cost you more for the chicken fingers and fries at Yankee Stadium than it cost you for the blunt, right? It was the best Yankees game in the world. It was awesome. Do you remember who won? Uh, <laughs> the Yankees. <laughs> the Yankees. <laughs> I, think, I think on the way home, we had to stop at McDonald's again. I was still high. <laughs> That's another thing, right? What do you eat when you're high? <laughs> I like it. All right. Jared, I'm putting you in the hopper. That's a great story. 1-800-283-101.5. I got high with my friend Andy Kaufman. Not that Andy Kaufman. And uh, we were going to, um, we were going to uh, a concert. Frampton, yes, and Gary Wright, I think it was. And we kept driving around. The, I was driving. And we're smoking in the car. And I'm driving around a circle and around a circle and around a circle. He's like, you know, you can get on a road. And then we pulled into a Dunkin' Donuts and we split a tray of Boston cream donuts. Was that hungry? And they tasted that good. And they have never tasted the same since.
Let me hear your story. 1-800-283-101.5. Ralph is in Middletown on New Jersey 101.5. Ralphie boy. What's happening? You are. Well, got a little story. We had a, we were in a wedding party. Right. Friends wedding. So we had some time to kill. So we went in the car to go get high. We didn't know how long we were sitting in the car, but somebody came up to the window and started banging on it and asked us if we were in the wedding party. We said, yeah. They said, well, you're missing the wedding. Get out. <laughs> Was the groom with so you? We go running into the church, and we're right behind the bride walking down the aisle. Oh, my God. So what happened? So, you know, we were in a panic state, so, of course, we ran to where we are supposed to be standing, and... You know, my buddy's parents were very mad at us. I can imagine. What are you gonna do? We were stoned. We were all laughing. At least you didn't have the groom with you. <laughs> nah, was... yeah. Actually, you know, he probably wish he was at that point. So how did the marriage end out? Uh, not too good. Oh, uh, you see that? He wishes he was with you, right? You got you guys had the right idea. You were you were trying to save his future. Absolutely. If only listen. Ralphie, I'm going to put you in the hopper. 1-800-283-101.5. Happy 420 day. You deserve it. And uh, on this day, I want to hear your good stoner story. I want to hear uh, the best time you got high. I've got $50 gift cards to Al's Airport Inn in Ewing. The best story is going to get it. Every Saturday and Sunday, you check out the Acoustic Brunch from 1230 to 330. Visit com for events, menus, hours of operation. So all things weed is what I want to hear from you. We could talk about the best place to go when you get the munchies. Where do you, what do you like to eat when you have the munchies? What do you like to watch when you're, uh, when you're enjoying? What do you like to listen to? I mean, we got to, we have to, I've gotten past the part where you put on Dark Side of the Moon to the Wizard of Oz, right? We have to be past Grateful Dead at this point, right? Am I talking to a really older generation now? Once upon a time. See, and is it different now as far as having it recreationally available? You know, your weed, you know, the dispensary versus your guy. Which is better? And if you're the guy, call me and tell me how you're dealing with the competition of the dispensaries. We'll keep you anonymous. I don't care. It's just you and me on New Jersey 101.5 where you can get fast traffic. Three fifteen minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis. It's 420 day, April the 20th. A group of students in a California high school would meet at 420 back in 1971 to smoke weed. And that became the code for smoking weed, 420. Who knew? It would be picked up by the Grateful Dead and all kinds of people. And uh, next thing you know, here we are, celebrating. And in New Jersey, marijuana is now legal. So you give me a good story. The first time you got stoned, the best time you got stoned, whatever. I'm going to give you, for the best stories, a $50 gift card to Al's Airport Inn in Ewing. If you've ever been there, fantastic. They do the uh, acoustic brunch uh, on Saturdays and Sundays, uh, 1230 to 330. The food is fantastic. It's a hot place. You want to be there. And uh, Gary is in Colts Neck on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Gary. Steve, what's happened? I think I got a pretty good story. All right. If anybody would have a pretty good story, Gary, <laughs> I figured it'd be you. Back in the back in the 80s, right? I grew up in Lodi. We, we, we go to a football game on a weekend on a Saturday. Right. We party at the party box on Route 17. And let me tell you, we never got into like crazy drugs or anything like that. It was just beer, wine, right. smoke a little weed. Right. And then we would have the munchies and then we would walk. 
and go through satin dolls, which is bada bing. Yeah. And we go to the where the Pathmark was. There used to be a Roy Rogers. Right. Let me tell you what. Those roast beef sandwiches were unreal. I miss what? I know. What happened to that place? The, the chicken was amazing. Yes. And there is one. When I go down to Bayville, I'm in Colts Neck now, but when I go mm. down to Bayville to do some work, right. I always stop on Route 9. There's a Roy Rogers there, man. And let me tell you. I get the nice roast beef, even with some cheese on it. It's uh, delicious. Oh, the double law bar burger, right? The fixins bar. Hey. People make a salad out of the fixins bar. I know, but now the with this whole COVID thing, they they're yeah. like condone. They're not doing the bars like they used to do anymore with the salads. Even at the even at the what do you call it, the diners? Nobody nobody wants to do salads anymore. Yeah, no more salad bars. Yeah, you know uh, what? I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't mind having that come back. Remember Golden Corral with the buffets, right? They're all gone yes. too. Yes, yes, it's unbelievable. But we'll see. Hopefully, they'll come back. And hopefully, it's uh, you know, things sometimes are cyclical. You know, they come back yeah. like the big pants, the bell bottoms, and you know. When I, I don't know, know about the big bell, the bell bottoms are coming back. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think they, they may have they may have gone. You know, uh, the way of the platform shoes. You know, yeah. uh, the Knicks had a guy, a guard named Walt Frazier, who used to have platform shoes that he had live goldfish in each of the heels. Wow! How about that, <laughs> Clyde? Unbelievable! And you going through satin doll stoned? I gotta give you a great satin doll story, right? I worked for a station in Philadelphia at the time called Alice One Hundred Four Five. The Sopranos were hot, and there's this guy who used to do the Soprano bus tour, and the Soprano bus tour was where it took Tony. In fact, if Tony had to actually make the commute in the opening, it would take him like three and a half hours, I think, and they'd put you on the bus. And they would take you through Tony's opening intro commute. And you'd pass the Lumberjack and you'd go to the Satrials and the, and the, the pizza box and all that, right? And in the right. end, they give you, they take you to Seacogs, give you a cannoli from some bakery. And part of the deal was you go through Satin Dolls. Now, Alice 104.5 was this housefrau kind of radio station, you know, the housewives and stuff. So here we are on a Tuesday afternoon at about 1.30. The tour bus pulls in, and all these all these housewives get out. Oh my God! Look at satin dolls, and all these guys were in there just drop and run. <laughs> it was the best. Oh my God, that's hysterical. It you was know, great. I don't know if those days will ever come back. No, but I wish they would. I, I feel bad. I got sixteen year old sons. I was telling my wife tonight. There's so much great experience they're going to miss that we got to live through, and I wonder what their experiences are going to be that haven't even happened yet. You know. And it was fun. It was, you know, we weren't hurting no one. No, we got that fun. We enjoyed our lives. Yeah, it was just, you know, I wish those old times come back and, you know, uh, well, it's it's tough. We're all getting older, but. Yeah, we know, keep them alive. Great yeah. memories. Gary, I'm going to put. That's right. You got it, pal. Have I'm going to put night. you on hold. You too. I'm going to put you on hold. Hold on. Put you in the running for the gift card. Give me a call. Give me a call. 1-800-283-101.5. I may have just seen the dumbest thing that I have ever seen. <laughs> this can't be happening. Rudy, a docu-musical. Rudy, a docu-musical. Did you ever hear anything so ridiculous? Rudy the movie, the Notre Dame kid, right? Rudy, Rudy, is now a docu-musical? We'll, we'll talk about this coming up. Uh, <laughs> we got to talk about this coming up. Maureen is in Flemington. Hi, Maureen. Hi. How you doing? Good, how are you? I can't complain, but it's early yet. Okay. 
So, you're not going to believe this, but um, I'm on hold. Yeah. And Oh, you're on hold. Okay. Uh, let's go to John in Atlantic City on New Jersey. I'm going to put Maureen back on hold and go to John in Atlantic City on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, John. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. How about you? All right. Um, years ago, I used to work for AT&T, and I also worked for Metropolitan Entertainment. Okay. What's and that? AT, 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 Metropolitan Entertainment was John Shear. Oh, okay. Oh. I used to run a security around the stages and stuff. Right. And what happened was AT&T called me in and told me that I would tested positive for marijuana. And I couldn't understand it because at that time I didn't smoke. Right. And I was like, wait a minute. You were in the arena. <laughs> it, well, what happened was I, 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 ju I remembered I just got done working two weeks of the Grateful Dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I, was, I was wondering why, like, every time we finished work, we were at Ray's Pizza. And it was like, wow, this is the best. <laughs> what, what did one deadhead say to the other when the drugs wore off at the show? I have no clue. This band sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old Amish joke. No, but uh, I ended up having to get, like, John Shear even wrote a letter for me. Get out. He said, you know, it was secondhand smoke, and please wait some time, and then you could randomly test them. We're positive uh, that this guy is fine. Oh and sure God. enough, after three or four tests, they stopped that. They go to me, you ever think of quitting your second job? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> the, I, the I, food I said, is great. Give me a 40, I said, you want to give me a $40,000 raise? Yeah, You're really? Like, well, I make 40 grand a year off these people. You think I'm going to quit? Yeah. And all the, all the, all the secondhand smoke you can breathe and all the pizza you could eat. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. I'm putting you in the hopper. Look at this, man. Now we're getting some great stories. 1-800-283-101.5. gift card to the best story to Al's Airport Inn in Ewing. It is 420 day. And this is the day, like I said, four kids at a California high school would all smoke at 420 in the afternoon. It started in 1971, and here we are with marijuana legal in New Jersey recreationally. Does it get any better than this? one 800 283 101.5. I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> yeah, I'm sweating over here, I'm Steve. Not, I'm not even going <laughs> to ask. It's 930. It's on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelace, 1-800-283-101.5. How about that? We got Legal Weed and Led Zeppelin on 420 Day. We got uh, gift cards to uh, Al's Airport Inn in Ewing. What a great way to unwind. Great food, great beverage, great adults, great uh, lots of lots of fun. They got the the brunch every Saturday or Sunday, the acoustic brunch from uh, twelve thirty to three thirty. You kick back, you relax, and uh, you remember the days when marijuana wasn't legal. And we kept saying, as Bill Hicks would say, "Not only do I think marijuana should be legalized, I think it should be mandatory." <laughs> Think about it, man. You get in traffic behind somebody. Shut up and smoke that. It's the law. Sorry, I was taking life seriously. Oh, man, who's hungry? That'd be a nice world. Quiet, mellow, hungry, high people everywhere. Just Domino's pizza trucks passing each other. 
Every single highway, parades of dominoes. <laughs> Let them get stuck in traffic. All our pizzas will be free, you see. John is in Warren on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, John. What's up, Steve? How you doing tonight? Good, buddy. How about you? Uh, stoned already, so we're doing good. There you go. There you go, right? The perfect day for the perfect way. What's up? All right. So I'm going to start with the Muncie spot. You can't beat White Diamond and Clark. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I did a comedy club two doors down. There's some there's some restaurant that was there. And I go and I do comedy down in the basement of the restaurant. But I saw the White Diamond. I said, now, on the way out, I had to stop at the White Diamond. Oh, it's great. Oh, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, I, and crazy story. So my buddies and I used to just get really stoned and try to get lost. I've all over the state try to get lost. <laughs> Never worked, but we always tried. Okay. One night we'd make a K turn in the middle of some backwoods area up in Hunterdon County somewhere. Right. As we turn towards to go, there's a DeLorean sitting in a bunch of weeds with a broken wooden fence in front of it. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen get in my out. life. Yep, just sitting there. Wasted away in this field. Oh, man. So like, what'd you do? Uh, took a ton of pictures, knocked on the guy's door and asked if it was for sale. Apparently it wasn't. Oh, wow. A DeLorean. Yeah, it's just sitting there covered in weeds. You want to go back to the future? Unless you shine the light right on it. <laughs> Were you looking for Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown, or Michael Jackson? They're touring, you know. They're, they're, they're doing these card shows now. They're doing these, like, fan fests. Yeah, I know. I saw. Yeah, the full the full cast of uh, Back to the Future with Michael J. Fox. I'm trying to get them. I'm trying to get him on. I'm, I think I'm going to get Christopher Lloyd on, and I'm working on getting Michael J. That would be fantastic. That would be crazy. All right, so uh, White Diamond and the DeLorean. I'm going to put you on hold, John. Uh, into the running for the uh, the fifty dollar gift card to Al's Airport Inn in Ewing. Let's go to Jane in North Jersey on New Jersey 101.5. Jane, where in North Jersey are you? Oh, do I have to really tell you? Oh, what? come on, Jane. I'm not going to come to your house. What are you worried? <laughs> think I'm going to come? You going to? I'm going to follow the white line. That was the thing with the DeLorean. It kept trying to snort the white line on the road. I have to plead the fifth. <laughs> well, better than drinking it, right? All right. So, so you're, you're not going to tell me where in North Jersey you are. So yeah. tell me your story. I'm in the top third in the north part of New Jersey. Oh, the north so, part of New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm where the DeLorean is. But anyhow, mm -hmm. I go to visit a friend of mine in Los Angeles. Right. And she introduces me to um, a nice guy. Right. And he had asked me if I wanted to go to the movies. And I said, oh, yeah, that sounds very nice. Mm -hmm. He goes, I said, um, okay. He said, but there's just one thing. I need you to get dressed nicely. And I said, why? He said, I can't tell you. And I said, oh. But mm. my girlfriend was sitting right there, and I'm looking at her going, um. So, I guess dressed nicely. We went out to dinner. Right. And then we go to the movie. Now, I don't know if you've ever gone to a movie where you walk in, you know where the screen is down at the bottom of the theater. Right. So when we go to the theater, we walk in through that downstairs door. We go walking down this long hallway in the dark. I see this um, velvet 
you know, screen opening up in front of us. Right. And as we're walking into the theater, it, the theater's packed with people. And as we walk in, that's right when the lights were going down and we sit in the first row. Would your head craned up? Yeah, that's what I said. <clears throat> but so the lights go down and the movie starts. And I am like freaking out because it was the premiere of Star Wars. Get out. That's what I said. <laughs> he took you to the premiere of Star Wars and you had no idea where you were going. He had, well, I kept saying to him, where are we going? And he kept saying to me, I cannot tell you. Now, he sort of worked sort of for the movies. Right. So Was he George Lucas? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, that's, there were, evidently I had heard um, uh. a story down the road about somebody that was sitting in the first row. Uh-huh. Evidently, not too far from where we we're sitting, uh-huh. um, and um, so I was like, my heart was pounding. I'm going, what are you kidding me? Yeah. But that's that's an oath that all the people in the movies have to take is they can't talk about things. Well, I said, what movie he could not? He says I cannot. Tell he you. couldn't tell you. Did he, did he say, I am your father or anything like that? No, no, no. Not, no, they have to. No. So wait a minute, but Jane, you didn't tell me, where did marijuana figure into this? Oh, so it was before <laughs> dinner. Oh, so so he got you stoned and then he asked if you wanted to go to the movies. No, 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 no. One had nothing to do with the other. Oh, okay. You were going to the movies either way. Was young and 21 back then. Young, 21, and at the premiere of Star Wars. So now you know how old I am. I, I, I have figured it out. Now now I don't even want to go to North Jersey, but I'm asking. Okay. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you in the hopper. 1-800-283-101.5. Have uh, you been thinking about adding a pet to your family? My friends at Pet Center in Oldbridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market. Up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Oldbridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com today. Jersey 101.5, Steve Trevelisse. Okay, uh, Anderson Council. They're a new band. They're an, they're an old band, but they got a new single out. And uh, they're going to be calling me. Uh, Peter Horsbath at 1020. We're going to play the single because it's going to get released tomorrow. So uh, stick around. Great Jersey group. And uh, wait to hear they got their name. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. It's 420 day. And uh, we celebrate by taking the best weed stories and giving away $50 gift cards to Al's Airport Inn in Ewing. The patron saint of the Steve Trevely Show is one Bill Hicks, who is a huge proponent of marijuana. Unfortunately, uh, we lost Bill in 1993 at the age of 32 from pancreatic cancer. If only he had legalized marijuana, it could have helped. Everything they tell you about pot is a lie. Tell you pot smoking makes you unmotivated, a lie. When you're high, you can do everything you normally do just as well. You just realize it's not worth the f***ing effort. 
Sure, I could get up at dawn, get in traffic, go to a job I hate that does not inspire me creatively whatsoever for the rest of my life. I could do that. Sure. Or. I can sleep till noon. Get up and learn how to play the sitar. <laughs> John is in uh, Bernersville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, John. Hey, how are you? I'm good, John. How you doing? Good. It's not about me. It's about my dog. About six years ago... Your dog has a weed store. 11-year-old at the time, um, uh, responsibility. So we had him... About, we had him about a week. We had, had him take him out for a walk. He took him to the Little League field. Right. You know, he came back, said he ate something. We said, oh, you know, dogs will do that, you know, but try not to let him eat anything. And then, you know, later that night around 8 or 9 o'clock, the dog was, like, shaking and falling over. Right. And we asked him what he ate. You know, my son said, oh, he ate a, a brown thing. I'm like, oh. So we took him to the 24-hour emergency hospital, dog, animal hospital. Right. And, uh, you know, they admitted him because they didn't know what the toxin was. And about 10 o'clock that night, they called us. I answered the phone. Mm. You know, they called to identify the toxin. Oh, great. What is it? So I go, it's marijuana. He's like a little terrier. Get out. And, um, and I said, marijuana. My wife grabs the phone out of my hand. She's like, it just, it wasn't ours. You know, basically. <laughs> it wasn't yours, the dog like, or the marijuana? So the police came. They asked them what was there. They got him out of bed. So it was a whole to-do. You know, so anyway, the backstory is, is a rescue from a thing called dogs, um, Dogs in prison, which I guess the, people, the prisoners train dogs is kind of rehabilitation. Right. So the running joke was he was like that dog from um, a Family Guy. He got hooked on the drugs. And, uh, okay. <laughs> Brian. $900. That was a really expensive brownie that I never ate. Yeah. So wait a minute. So the dog ate a pot brownie and the police came to your house expecting to arrest you for marijuana. My wife called the police to report the, that the dog ate the pot brownie. So they came to our house and they had my son... Well, I guess it was a marijuana brownie. Someone left at the Little League field. The dog found it. Ate right. Oh, my God. Uh, they just wanted to see where it was and anything else was there. But it was just, it, we had him about a week, and it was just like, you know, it's still a running joke amongst our friends. That's an incredible story. What happened to now? How's the dog? What, what happened with the dog? He's fine. Oh, he's fine. They, they gave him uh, IVs, and he was, he was uh, you know, uh, probably hungry the next day, I you guess. You gave him a lot of Doritos? Yeah, exactly. He was eating Doritos and uh, drinking Sprite. There you go. John, I'm putting you in the hopper. That's a good one. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Uh Give me some uh, best weed stories. $50 gift card to Al's Airport in in Ewing. You get any better than that? Working tonight? Take Steve Travelese with you. The soundtrack of Second Shifters is New Jersey 101.5. We get it almost every night. Trouble I'd said earlier that I saw something really stupid. Uh, Rudy, the docu-musical. And I thought it was like, uh, you know, Rudy, what's his name? Rudy Rudiger? Rudy, uh, the Notre Dame kid? Rudy, Rudy, who walked on and made the football. No, no. It's a docu-musical about Rudy Giuliani, which is even more stupid than a docu-musical about Rudy. Uh, which to me is one of the dumbest movies ever made, but that's another story. Uh, and then I'm looking at this headline uh, in the New York Post, right? Uh, RFK Jr. 
wants to run for president, right? Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, came all the way from L.A. to his family's hometown to launch his improbable bid for the Democratic presidential nomination. What do you think the headline reads? RFK is announcing his presidential nomination. This is the headline in the New York Post. Never seen so many hot MILFs inside RFK Jr.'s White House bid launch. Could you imagine if Trump had that headline, how they'd crucify him? So the good thing about Kennedy's bid is there's a lot of White House, there's a lot of uh, hot MILFs there. And if you don't know what MILF is, you got to ask somebody else because I like this job. All right, we're talking about uh, weed stories. Today is 420 Day. If you don't know, 420 Day began uh, on uh, April 20th, 1971, where four kids at a California high school decided every day they would meet at 420 to get stoned. So I'm asking for your story about getting stoned. And the best ones are going to get a $50 gift card to Al's Airport Inn and Ewing. Come to Al's Airport Inn every Saturday or Sunday. Check out their acoustic brunch from 1230 to 330. Visit for events, menus, and hours of operation. Coming up, Peter Horvath, uh, Anderson Council after 1020. Uh, Mike is on the turnpike on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Hey, Steve, how you doing tonight? Good, buddy. How about you? Oh, good, 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 good. Happy 420 day. Uh, thank you. Before we, before I start my story, I'd like to just say uh, happy birthday to my beautiful wife. Today's her birthday. Unfortunately, it's 420, but... Unfortunately, are you kidding? This is the girl. Well, Unfortunately, if you have to take her out to dinner because you're going to be very hungry. But other than that, what's the problem? <laughs> When I was when I was a young man, uh, growing up down in uh, Middletown, New Jersey, right. about five of my friends we get we got together and we smoked a joint. I'm not very big on pot, so I I didn't smoke that much. I had them convinced. I got them in the car and I had them convinced. I drove around the block about five times. Right. And I had them convinced. We went to Pennsylvania. Get out! <laughs> woods, and I was like, I was like, come on, guys, we're, we're in Pennsylvania. Come on, we're gonna camp right here. And we were in like the dude's backyard because it was all wooded. But they had, they were so out of it, uh-huh. so stoned that they thought we were in Pennsylvania. They're like, boy, we drove an awful long time. What that, time is that? So like, it, it's like three o'clock in the morning, guys. Oh you gotta my God. set up the tents and get to bed. And, and this, I and that. love that. They, just, they were, <laughs> it was just, I just sat back and laughed because. <laughs> You know, not being a stoner, I just sat there and laughed and watched my friends act like idiots and thought they were in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I just that, thought you would like that and thought that would be a funny story. I love that. I think that's a very funny story. Mike, we're going to put you in the hopper. 1-800-283-101.5. Oh, my God, it's Andrew in Stanhope. Okay, hold on. I got to start the clock ticking. Go ahead. Hi, Andrew. Okay, quick on my wife. Thailand, that's where the best... There we go. Two seconds. A new world record for Andrew and Stanhope mentioning the wife from Thailand. Go ahead. Thai stick, but she ironically... Thai stick on on 420 day. Go ahead. (laughs) But my story is uh, New York City. I've been working in New York City, and I call it uh, Rats and Reefer. You got all rats running around. Rats and and Reefer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? In New York, it's not Reefer. It really is skunk. You're right, and it's all over. And the rats, I think, have the munchies because they're they get a contact tie from the secondhand smoke. You know what? I I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Andrew, good stuff, man. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Oh, my God. If there's ever going to be a story. Johnny is in Manville. What's up, Johnny? 
Hey, Steven. How we doing, pal? Oh, it's early yet. Give me time. All right. Uh, well, when I was uh, 17, I guess 16, my friends were all smoking. Right. And I, they passed around the joint, and my dad was oh, he's 10 years older than me, Generation Party. He goes, you don't have to smoke it. He Your dad is second. 10 years older than you, Johnny. That you buried the lead. I'm Your sorry, dad sorry. is 10 years older than you? 20. Oh, 20 years old. Okay, that's a little different. Okay. All right. Well, I never really gotten high, even when I, I smoked it. Right. And a friend of his and mine, that was 10 years older than me and 10 years younger, Johnny Bags. He, we lost him. Johnny Bags. Uh, he hands me, yeah, Johnny Bags, we call him Johnny Bags. Okay. He hands me something called Alcapoco Gold. Okay. Back in the 70s. Very 70s, yeah. While you were watching the Rockford Files, you were smoking oh, this, Oh, I right? was. Oh, my God, I love that show. <laughs> I love that show so much. But uh, uh-huh. uh, so here it is. It's the first time I got high, and I smoked many times, and I felt nothing. Uh-huh. And I was, uh, and I never missed work. Uh, I already lied about my age. I was working as I was, as I was 18. Right. I smoked that stuff, and I couldn't function for two days. <laughs> <laughs> when you know you got and the then after stuff. that, I, and then after that, I was susceptible to marijuana. Uh, it, it, you were like Reverend Jim Ignatowski. I got eating the brownie after that point, he's, right? He's, he's all dressed up in, in yeah. his coat and one hit, and it becomes all right. All right, one hit, and then we can go back to studying, right? Okay, yes, dear. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Frat or something. Yeah. Uh, that was beautiful. Uh, hey, Steve, I will be there on. Uh, Sunday, and we'll have a beer together. You got it, Johnny. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. My sons, uh, my sons work out in Manville on Sunday. They do the football camp, uh, the seven-on-sevens, and uh, they're getting really, really good at it. All right, so uh, 420 day is coming up. Uh, it's today, as a matter of fact, and uh, here comes Ryan uh, bellying up to the microphone with, with a good 420 story that... Happened to not him, but his buddy. So go ahead, give me give me the buddy story. Absolutely, a story yeah. that happened to my buddy. Your buddy. <laughs> um, so my my buddy. Um, there's my there's buddy. many different ways that one can consume marijuana. Uh, that's one thing I'm surprised really? no one called <laughs> about. Uh, like the ways that they consume it. Uh, there's you know there's the the regular pipe, which is the glass piece. There's mm-hmm. you know your your bong, which is the thing that has the water in it that makes the rolling sound. Um, but then there's what's called a gravity bong. And, a gravity bong? And what a gravity bong is, is you essentially you set the bowl on the top and you light it on fire, the, the stuff that's inside, and you slowly lift it up and the suction that's created with the water underneath fills up with the smoke. And then you pull the thing out and you press it back down and it shoots it all into yeah. your lungs and stuff and you get like really high really fast. So my buddy... Your it's, buddy told you about that, It's huh? on 420. <laughs> my, my buddy told me about it. It was on 420. Right. So, and my, my friend, it's one of his first times smoking. <laughs> He's like, it's 420. I right. want to get really, really stoned. Right. And so we, we set him up with this, and he, he's like, let me do it, let me do it. And he, you know, pushes us out of the way, so, you know, takes the whole rip. And, you know, he, he coughs up like half a lung, and he, <laughs> he walks off to get a drink of water. We all, you know, go, uh, I'd rather my friends, they go up Your there friends, do their yeah, thing, yes, not me. Um, and we look over to my, my friend later on, and he's just sitting in the corner five minutes later, curled up. He's absolutely fine, but he's just like, you know, going through it, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, he's, he had way too much. Way uh, too much. Yeah.
<laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a nice, there's a nice gift card for you. 1-800-283-101.5. Anderson Council has a new single. It's going to be released tomorrow. I'm going to be playing it in a few minutes. So do stick around. Steve Trevelis is New Jersey 101.5. Fast traffic. Minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Congratulations, Diane and Wall Township, Allen, Jamesburg, Roseanne to South Brunswick. They all won cash with the Jersey cash codes on New Jersey 101.5. Want to win up to $30,000 in cash? Listen weekdays, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for the Jersey Cash Code. At the start of every hour, there's a new code and a new chance to win. Info and rules on nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsors, Yoka Dealerships. Experience the difference with 40 locations, 25 brands, 10 collision centers in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. The $30,000 Jersey Cash Code contest played today to win on New Jersey 101.5. All right, about 24 years ago, everybody was partying like it was 1999. Back in 1999, Peter Horvath formed a band, and it's called the Anderson Council, and he joins us now. Peter, the new album, The Devil, The Tower, The Star, and The Moon, comes out on May 19th. The single comes out tomorrow, along with you. Before I play it, how are you? Doing all right, Steve. How are you? I cannot complain. So, so now tell me, tell me about the album, and then tell me about the song. Uh, the album was, uh, you know, of course, written during the pandemic, uh, back and forth with, uh, my good friend, Michael from, uh, San Francisco. Like three years in the making. Uh, yeah. Um, and you know, there was a, there was a little COVID in there and, uh, all the good stuff. And, uh, actually wrote some, some songs with my friend Dawn as well. So this is one of them. What was it like going back and forth during the pandemic, writing through email? It was a new experience for me, <laughs> um, for sure. I'm used to, you know, either writing by myself until a song is done, or I'm used to being in a room with other folks and making it happen. But, uh, you know, having having to send something across the uh, the U.S., well, instantly and uh, wait for a response is uh, a little unnerving at times. And very lonely. Uh, did the loneliness work for you? You know, did you get being more time by yourself? Did it help bring out any kind of creativity in you? Uh, well, I guess since we, we couldn't go anywhere, yes. It, uh, it helped for sure. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the title, The Devil, The Tower, The Star, The Moon. Uh, those are uh, all tarot cards. Um, and actually, it's a line from the, the first track on the, the record called Tarot Toronto. Right. Um, basically, I you know, sometimes when I write lyrics, I just play games with myself, you know, word games. Right. And uh, I decided that, I'm going to name as, as many tarot cards as I could in, in one song. That was, uh, that was the impetus for that. Cool. Are you into tarot cards? No. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about how, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would, all right. I would have gone football cards, but that's different. I was a kid. All right. Tell me about alone with you. How did that come to be? Uh, it's, it's a, it's another song that, uh, you know, was written via email. 
uh, when you were alone. And uh, yeah, when you were alone with you. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Here we go. job alone with you uh it is anderson council and peter horvath is on what a terrific job man great job on the song thank you very much now what do you mean this sounds so 60s this sounds so pop 60s like i read your one sheet i hear the music and this came like uh you, you could definitely hear this like on the patty duke show or something <laughs> what are your influences Oh well, exactly that. A lot of a lot of '60s bands, you know, who managed to put out one single that never went anywhere. And yeah, I was thinking like that thing you do. I could see you being like the next Wonders, Oneaters. Yeah, well, well, hopefully we're we're more than the uh, the Oneaters, you know. But uh, but it's sounds... more long lived than they are. Uh, dude, you, you know, hell, 23 years. And you know what? You still got it. It sounds fresh. It's a, it's a great song. And the name of the album is uh, The Devil, The Tower, The Star, The Moon, Anderson Council. Before I let you go, how did you get your name? 
Well, Anderson and Council are the last names of Pink and Floyd. There you go. There you go. Good choice. Peter Horvath, thanks so much for coming on. Best of luck. The single comes out tomorrow, Alone With You, the album, uh, The Devil, The Tower, The Star, The Moon. Best of luck, my friend. Thank you very much, Steve. You got it. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevely's headline and Trevely's coming up. You like that song, huh? Pretty good. Yeah, it was catchy. It was nice. Yeah, it just sounded like one of those, that thing you do. Like I can see Tom Hanks <laughs> standing on the side of the stage. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, it definitely had that kind of vibe, a little poppy vibe. I liked it. You know, I love that movie. It's so underrated. I, mm. I watched it recently, and it's not that long at all. It's a really short film, but no. it's it's really good. It's it's it, it's one of those movies you can just put on, and you know, just have it on as you're going about your day. But it's good. You know, it, it really tells the story because it doesn't really have an ending. It just right. kind of dies. It does kind of leave it open like that, and that's what happens in in real life with that yeah. one hit wonder. It's no big climax, and right. this is the end, and we're gonna yeah. no. You just keep thinking, all right? Well, and and it all goes it's like away. A fizzle, exactly. Yeah. Ten thirty. Now, Fifteen minutes on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Steve Trevelis, man, what a night this has been. Absolutely, Just sitting around listening to Stoner stories. We go from guns <laughs> to weed. Well, how, how are you going to protect your weed? Bill Hicks, exactly. Yeah, That's you a got good all thing. this legal weed thought. now. Yeah, we need guns. Yeah. Concealed carry. Got the, got the weed in one <laughs> pocket, got the guns in the other pocket. Do not mix the two. Not a good idea. Drink responsibly. He's armed. No, it's just a joint. Just yeah, smoke responsibly. Eat responsibly. Uh, you ready? I think so. Cap off to a perfect evening. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news today. Oh boy. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? Aha! All right, Zen Cannabis, in honor of 420, has made a 420-pound chocolate bar that contains 4.2 million milligrams of, of uh, THC, which is the drug component of marijuana, right. and can be yours for $42,000. Does it come with nuts? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you have the choice of with or without oh, nuts. Oh, all right. Um, but it's just a giant chocolate bar. It looks like it's like a few people long. Uh, $42,000. $42,000 for 4.2 million milligrams. Um, that's a lot of mental math for me to do right now. I'm yeah. not sure if that is uh, getting your money's worth or not. How big would the party have to be that you would use that to kill? <laughs> I mean, I mean, each person would, would probably get like their own like whole Hershey's bar at that point. <laughs> Grateful uh, Dead of- play MetLife, and this is what they bring out at the middle of the show. <laughs> uh, have you ever been to like a metal concert? Yes. Yeah, they have like the mosh pit. They uh-huh. wheel that out to the center of the mosh pit. Everyone starts going crazy. Like Nobody rip each other apart. Each other. They all be eating. Every, yeah, they all be eating the chocolate. Yeah. There's a mosh pit for one song, and three songs later, everyone else is the, just the like cocoa <laughs> mosh pit. Yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, what else we got here? Uh, experts have said that this uh, New Jersey town is the uh, signature movie location for New Jersey. Oh uh, yeah, and it's a uh, town Wait. in Tom's River. A it, town in Tom's River is a town. Oh, oh that it is Tom's River. <laughs> Wait, the movie location is a town in Tom's uh, River. Is yes. Emmyville Horror Home? Oh, th- 
Yeah, it's Tom's River. It's because of the Amityville Horror Home. I was reading it, and I was like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah, it is Tom's River. So Tom's River is the best place to shoot a movie? You know what? I'm going to get back to you on this one. I thought I read this article correctly, and now I don't know what I'm looking at anymore. <laughs> it's like password. I, I, next word. Next one. I, I, okay, I keep going. We'll come back to it. I don't have dyslexia, this but I think I might have. valid pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on first? Yes. Um, oh, okay. okay. Uh, this NJ bar is going to become one of the first to hop on this trend of making it 23 plus, not 21 plus. Um, New Jersey bar going to make it 23? Why? So it's the laundromat, and they're making it so that it's 23 plus they have to get in. Um, Why? And the reason is, I guess, because people who just turned 21 are a little too crazy. And it's uh, more for an experience, I guess, for people who want to sit down and talk maybe. Can they or, do that? Uh, they are know. allowed. Are they are allowed? I think they are. There's nothing on here that says that, you know, people have, that they've received any backlash. And it says that there's even some places in New York City that have rules about people being 25 or older even. Well, you know, I've talked about this before. I've done that. I've done this topic mm -hmm. because the idea of lowering the drinking age, like, you know, when I was 18, you could drink. Then they raised it to 21. Were you, were you 21 when they changed it? No, I was 18. You, I, was, I was past 21 when they changed it. But I okay. mean, like, when I, you know, when I was a kid, you had to be 18 to drink. Mm -hmm. And you were an adult at 18. So by the same token, you could, I, I could sign myself in and out of school. Without having to worry about any repercussions, I'm an adult. I'm leaving. I'm back, okay. and it worked. Yeah. But I mean, the, the point is: so if you're 18, why is it I can go into the military, but I can't have a drink? That makes it. no sense. That's right? a good point. You can I, carry a gun, but I you can't carry, carry a gun. I can't carry a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, I could go. I could. I could fight for my country. But I can't celebrate the victory, <laughs> right? And, and, and it's a pretty strong topic. Yeah. But the point was, you know, oh my God, what are you, these kids are going to get killed. Look at this. That, 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 that. I say, well, think about it. The day you're old enough to drink, and, you know, if you're not a drinker mm -hmm. and you're not going to be a drinker, you, you, you get your, you're old enough to drink. So for the next few months, you drink. You get drunk a couple of times and then the phase wears off. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people, you know, enjoy drinking much more when they were getting served underage than they actually did when they turned 18 or 21 ever. So yeah. the point, you know, with this guy is like, okay, well, uh, 21, okay, I can drink, yay, I can drink, let's go drink, 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 and now you pass over with that. So by the time you're 23, eh, no big deal. So yeah. I can see where the guy's coming from. But by the same token, if you're refusing me at 21 or 22, can I sue you? That's a that's a good question. Um, that I'm, I think that's I'm, a, I'm legally allowed to drink. Who are you to refuse me alcohol? I'm not drunk. You can, you're carting me. I mean, what is this? I guess as a as a private uh, retailer, I guess they'd be considered. They're allowed to know. make that uh, d distinguish. No, I, I mean, uh, well, let's put it this way: what if uh, what if I want to sue you because I'm saying that you're prejudiced? Well, I think I think there are age discriminate age discrimination age discrimination. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, now that hold well, on. 101.5, brought to you by Veteran Care Services. Did you know senior veterans and their spouses may qualify for a veteran pension plan that could pay up to $2,200 a month for your medical care? See if you or a loved one qualifies. Call Veteran Care Services now at 1-888-E-Veterans. Steve Trevelings. Go to nj1015.com. We got the best Chinese restaurants. We got the best Greek restaurants. We got the best Jersey Shore bars. We got the uh, the best reasons why you should be able to pump your own gas. Uh, we got all kinds of stories about Adventure uh, um, Adventure Park. 
Adventure Park USA. Adventure Park USA. Or Adventure, it's AC Adventure USA. Crossing Adventure USA. Crossing USA. Adventure Crossing USA. Adventure Crossing. Adventure Park is in Staten Island, I think. Yeah, that's something else. Okay, so where were we? Uh, New Jersey. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, more New Jersey residents are going back to work. Uh, it's reported that uh, the New Jersey really? labor participation has approached it's about 65%. time they got up off their ass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're at almost 65% participation in the workforce here. Because we ran out of free stimulus checks? I guess that must be why. But that's impressive to me because, I mean, six, uh, 65 out of, uh, 5% out of 100, that's 6.5 out of 10 if you take off a zero there. You know, think to yourself, like, you know, 6 or 7 out of every 10 people you meet, do you really feel like all those people are necessarily qualified to work? Well, it depends on what they're doing, you know. Yeah, I I don't know. The guy at the end, if they're the guy that stands there as you leave Walmart wanting to check your receipt, is that the easiest job in the world? Yeah. I walked right by the guy today. You did? Excuse me, excuse me. The the guy is checking out, and and you know what? I don't have a problem with the guy Uh uh, because I figured, you know what? Somebody gave this guy a job. Fine. Mm -hmm. You know, he's either going to job or he's going to panhandle. Take the freaking job. (laughs) But... And a lot of times, the guy will just stand there and just let you walk by. Yeah. You know, they, they don't even want to deal with it. But this one guy, he's got, and he's standing there and he's got the mask on, mm. uh, like by the exit door. You don't even need the mask. You're out, you're practically outside. You're by the exit door. Air is coming in. Not that you need it anyway. But he's standing there. He's got the mask on. He's checking this other woman. And he's, yeah, and I'm just walking by him with the card. Yeah. Hit up, hit up. And I just kept walking. You know, I said, goodbye. <laughs> I left. I, what was he going to do? And, and I got my receipt. I'm not worried about it. But yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so, it, it's it's kind of silly the way they do it now because, you know, with the, with the bagless, they don't yeah. know what you're walking out with, what you're not walking. But you got between self-serve and bagless, it's never been easy to steal. Yeah, well, the reason that they have the the whole people who are there check it now is because um, what people were doing is they'd get, like, a banana, right? And then they'd get, like, a PlayStation. So then they get their <laughs> banana, and they go over and they scan the banana, and but then the they stick the PlayStation in, you know? Well, what's he Five pounds do? of bananas. <laughs> what is the old man in the orange vest going to do when he... You know, unless he suddenly turns into Mr. Miyagi. I mean, really, what the hell is he going to do? Or Mr. Magoo. I mean, you don't know how no. he could do in a fight. I mean, we saw yeah. what he could do when he wasn't trying. Imagine exactly. if he was trying. Yeah, really. Oh, Magoo, <laughs> you've done it again. What else we <laughs> um, This is uh, New Jersey's favorite book right now. Um, it is Harry Potter of Leaving all books. Leaving New Jersey? Yeah. Oh, New Har- Jersey's favorite book. New Jersey's favorite book is uh, about not New Jersey. It's Harry Potter. Well, they um, because, they, because they could throw it real easy? <laughs> it's, it's, it's got a good spin to it? Yeah. No, uh, really? It's, uh, it's Harry it's Potter's still, the favorite book? Yeah, it is still, even after all these years and even after all the you know hate that J.K. Rowling has gotten um, throughout the years. Next is It, which is kind of surprising for me because that's a horror book, you know? So that's not, it's not just like light reading. Like you got to be in the mood for something that's going to, you know, give you chills. My son, uh, I got him. I'm so proud of my son, Albert. He was afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And to conquer his fear, he read the book. 
Oh, wow. And I would give him nightmares. He saw the movie and he read the book and he got... And I said, Albert, you live in New Jersey. <laughs> what clown is going to be living in New Jersey? So, you get the hell out of there. I'll kick your ass. Now go down there and get me that Spalding before I get mad. So you know, this is Jersey. What are you? What clowns are going to survive in Jersey sewer? You Kicking know, him with your heels. Get the hell down there, you idiot. You know, the Pennywise hairline bears a striking resemblance to Governor Murphy's original yeah, hairline. Really? Look at that. Oh, there he is. <laughs> and no bags for you either. Get down there. He's inside the sewer. He's got a little red bag. He's like, you want a plastic bag? Last one. Ask the Pennywise. <laughs> you go to grab it and you... <laughs> sucks you in. Yeah, yeah but he, that he conquered. Rod Stewart was afraid of uh, cemeteries. Really? And to get over that fear, he got a job as a grave digger. Really? That's... Okay, but that's also a really cool job. Yes, digging graves? Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever do it? No, but I mean, uh, cemeteries. Everybody's dying to get in. That's the joke you want to end this week on, huh? <laughs> All right. I tried my best. I tried. Be. So be it. <laughs> Great job by you. <laughs> This has been the Steve Travelee Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.